Welcome to another edition of the Go Knows Podcast. I'm your host, Gregory McCoy. This podcast is by a fan for fans. I am not a journalist. I am not a reporter. I am not a insider. I do not work for a website. The majority of my content comes from me, in my opinion. Other information comes from the internet. Today is December 18th, 2020. Uh, no segments for this episode, just more Florida State football rambling. Um, it's early. It's the early signing period. Um, you know, I, I I can sit here and say that I'm pleased with the guys that we signed, but I don't know nothing about them. Um. You know, just in years past, I've always gone off like the hype of the the pundits. You know, this guy's going to be really good, blah, 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 blah. And, you know, when it comes like the, the Trevor Lawrences and the Leonard Fournettes and the Dalvin Cooks, they, they've been right. But, you know, some of the more lesser unknown guys, they they haven't been right on those. So... Again, my philosophy on recruiting is just wait and see. Because you, you really don't know what you got until one or two years from now. You know, you hope that, you know, all the time and effort that you've put into recruiting to, to get the players that you've gotten will pay off. But you, you really don't know what you got. Like I said, you got to get them in, train them up, coach them up. And, you know, ultimately put them on the field and just see what's in what's in the heart and what's in the mind. And then you'll know if you've got a good player or not. So, you know, I'm, I'm glad that we're getting guys that want to come to Florida State. Um, I was very pleased with the, this this current freshman class. Uh, so if he can bring in more guys like that. You know, Florida State is going to be competitive again. Um, I know everybody's, like I said in a, in a previous episode, there's a buzz around the program now. But, you know, just keeping it real, and that's what we do here. Uh, we're 3-6. and six. Okay, we got Mackenzie Milton, but he can't help us this season. And um, we're just hoping that. We're just hoping that next season, um, you know, one, we can evaluate the personnel properly. I think um, the offensive line coach Atkins didn't, he didn't necessarily put the best starting five out there. Okay, so I just hope that going forward he can put the best starting five uh, offensive lineman out there I felt like Ira Henry should have played more uh, I, I don't think Darius Washington is a tackle um, I would have loved to seen Lloyd Willis play a little bit more um, I would have liked to have seen Bavion Johnson play less but you know I'm, a, I'm just a fan I'm, I'm speaking from a fan's perspective he's the coach he see these guys every day. He's seeing stuff that I don't see. So I'm just saying from what I've seen on on game day, you know, Darius Washington is not 
a left tackle or a tackle at all. He's a good player. But he's not a tackle. He's not athletic enough. He should be playing guard. Um, so, um, the coaching, the offensive and defensive uh, coordinators, I just need to see better in-game adjustments. Um, to me, they were non-existent. When teams still come out and consistently run the same plays, and you haven't made any adjustments, or if you've made adjustments, it it doesn't. They they obviously are not being followed or not understood to the point where the players are executing it on the field. Um, and that's that's coaching. When you when you give a directive and it's not being followed, that's coaching. Um. You know, the McKenzie Milton signing, our quarterback play will improve tremendously uh, if he is, you know, healthy, if that leg is healthy. Um, you know, I just got to see him get sacked one time and see how it responds, and then we'll know what we got from there. Um, ultimately, if they do keep this same group of guys, he's going to get sacked. And we'll see how it responds. But, I mean, just a tremendous signing that could, could elevate this program in terms of wins. I'm not going to say college football playoff, but I think with this guy, I think 6-6 six and six is, is almost guaranteed. We'll be bowl eligible next season. And it just, it pains me to say that. Um, You know, but I think he... He's good enough to get us to at least six and six. I'm not going to sit here and say eight and three, nine and three, ten and two. I'm not going to say that anymore. I don't even think, you know, that's possible right now. Um, Like I said, it, it, we just got to see who he's going to put out there. Like I said, I think you got two tackles that are six, seven, three hundred pounds. You need to get those guys in the weight room. And you need to do everything you can to try to make those two guys your um, starting tackles. And then at my guards, I let Robert Scott, Darius Washington, Dante Lucas, and whoever else battle it out. I would put Love Taylor at center. That's what I would do. Um... You know, defensive line, they signed some guys, but I don't think the kid from Virginia, he's kind of light. He's going to have to put on some weight, but the versatility that he has from just the the, the stuff that I've seen on the Internet, um, I, I don't know if any of those guys can come in and make an impact year one. I could be wrong. Um. But you definitely need some more defensive tackles. Um, so we'll see. Um, I would have liked to seen a running back signed. Because of the uh, LaDamian Webb departure. And. Um, again I. I said this the other day, I just, 
some of these players that are that have left Florida State but chose to stay in the ACC, it just something doesn't feel right about that. And I just want to say that maybe Norvell told these guys that your scholarship is not going to be renewed. And they decided, okay, well, I'll stay in the ACC in your division. And I'm gonna have, you're going to have to see me next year. That's what that sounds like. Um, now, it would be crazy if Corey, Corey Dirt just, he goes to NC State and just turns into a first-round pick. That would be insane. And I'll just be like, where was that effort when you was at Florida State? Uh, Cyrus Fagan is a pretty good player. Um, he's going to NC State also. Uh, Jaden Lars would be never lived up to his potential, but he might go to Boston College and, and, and be the man. So we'll see. Um, I think if we can improve on the offensive and defensive line, everything else will take care of itself. Because, I mean, I feel like we got some good players everywhere else. Um, I look for, for Jordan Travis, if he stays on this team. If he if he's not fixated on being a quarterback, but being an athlete, he he's gonna be he's gonna be a tremendous player to see develop in that role. Just because, like I said, he's the most explosive player on on offense we got, hands down. It's not even close. So if you can find ways to get him in the game and get him involved, man, I. I to a lesser extent, I put him in the Peter Warwick, Warwick Dunn, Dalvin Cook category. To a lesser extent. He, he, he's not on that level, but he's in that conversation, in my opinion. As far as this team and who's the, the most explosive player, he's, he's in that conversation, in my opinion. He's got to, he's got to change direction, the speed, um, you name it. Um, and just overall, this season right here, man, it's just been crazy, but I will give Norvell credit. He, he, he's been able to get quarterbacks unlike Willie Taggart. Um, and I said, I wasn't going to say his name anymore, but oh, well, um, uh, so kudos for that. Um, and we just need more money to come into this program. Like, we need a private investor. We need like a a Boone Pickens type investor. I don't know where you're gonna get him from, but we need to find that guy. Um, so we can get some better talent. I mean, I was just looking at the recruiting rankings before I started this uh, podcast. And I know recruiting rankings is somebody's opinion, but still, it doesn't change the fact who these uh, schools signed. And, you know, I'm looking at the top. Most of your good schools now, you know, they're going to get three to five 
five stars, but the meat of their recruiting is four stars. They average anywhere from 10 to 20 four stars. And, you know, those those are the guys that keep your program at the top. Those four-star recruits. Um, I think, you know, the most five stars I've seen, I think, was probably Clemson. Last season, they had like six or seven. That's the most I've ever seen one team recruit. That's just what I what I've seen. Now I could be wrong. But um but you know Florida State needs to follow that model in terms of the four stars, getting back to just getting, you know, really solid four stars. But you can be I mean of course you can be competitive with three stars. I think three stars are probably more hungry. Cause they're they're trying to prove that hey you misevaluated me. I'm a four star talent. Or a five-star talent. Um, but like I said, once you get to college and you get on that field, all the four or five, you know, whatever stars, oh, you know, that goes out the window, really. It's all about what can you do now. So we just have to, you know, hope that. Norvell knows what he's doing and you got to hit that graduate transfer uh, circuit and try to get a, you know a couple of more decent offensive linemen that can come in and compete same for the defensive line um, I we were trying to sign a Ivy League wide receiver come on come on this dude I, I I'm glad I'm glad they didn't get him. The dude from Dartmouth. I'm glad they didn't get him. We 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 don't need him, man. I think we I mean, I think you might need a veteran in there to to kind of show the young guys the way. But Dartmouth So And I don't even know nothing about the kid. I'm just, I'm just like, what can an Ivy League guy do for a, you know, a blue chip, you know, I, I, and I'm totally, I could be totally off base with this, but it's just, it just, it's just, it just doesn't add up for me, but that's why I'm the fan sitting here talking on the microphone and they're the coaches because obviously they seen something that I as a fan can't see i'm just looking at the stuff that's on the surface so um i really can't think of anything else i mean just overall state of the program not good I mean, like I said, I know there's been a positive buzz around the program the last couple of weeks, especially after a win, but Duke still ran through you a couple of times, and they put up 35 points. And this Wake Forest team isn't going to be a pushover either, so this ain't guaranteed either. So just hopefully these guys can stay focused and we can get the win. Um. 
So that concludes this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. It's available on YouTube. It's available. It's available on all podcast platforms. Thank you for listening again. Please wear a mask. Please social distance. Please be aware of your surroundings. Please do your research on uh, flu and respiratory viruses. Please do your research on vitamins. Please do your research on vaccines. And as always, go nose.